Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Blue, White and Yellow with your bonus midweek edition. Uh, please check out the post pod as well, which is where JD and Beren have gone through the fantastic win over Crystal Palace. But we are back here with um, something a little bit different. It is the the Player of the Year competition, which we ran last year. Um, you know, you can go in and vote for your favourite Leeds United player over the past 12 months. Please do so. There will be a link in the description. You can also see it on Leeds-Live, where we break down absolutely everything to do with this. Now, there are four names um, in this sort of debate at the minute. There's a lot of people saying there should be fifth in Adam Forshaw but I feel the sample size is slightly small for Forshaw at the minute but you know we uh we can't disregard his impact at the minute but um JD how are you doing mate are you okay yeah not bad um maybe player of the month for Forshaw but not not quite player of the year I, I think you're right saying there the sample size is just a just an incy wincy tiny bit too small <laughs> um but yeah not not too bad um beating Palace definitely eased some of the pressure didn't it it did, mate. Yeah, it felt it felt like a oh, massive relief. I was I didn't sleep that night either. I, I think it was just because we we won it right at the end, and it was just that buzz. Oh, it was it was incredible, incredible. And yeah, hopefully we'll we'll see more of that this weekend. But yeah, fantastic win for Leeds, and uh, hopefully it kickstarts something. Mate. And we'll we will be getting into the Brentford preview at the end of this, so stick around as well. But uh, let's get into it. The Player of the Year. So obviously the last twelve months. Do you remember who got it last year? JD? Stuart Dallas, if I remember rightly. Was it Stuart Dallas? It was Calvin Phillips. Was it? Calvin Phillips won it last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, you know, that makes sense. That does make sense. I'm thinking about the uh, the player of the season across 2020-21, the, mm. the whole season, not over the calendar year. We're getting all mixed up here. It's like it's like the Spotify <laughs> wrapped of Leeds United, isn't it? It is, yeah. That is that is worth bearing in mind for everybody. It's not season. It is over the last year. Um, so, yeah, Calvin won it last time. So, the four nominees that we have uh, for, for this year's this year's um uh, voting process is Diego Llorente, Elan Melier, Calvin Phillips, and Rafinha. So uh, we will get uh, JD's thoughts on exactly who he thinks should win it. The, the the you know the categorization of each player as well. So we'll start with Diego Llorente, JD. Um, for the last twelve months, uh, what was what was your take uh, being on the the Spaniard? Solid, and he's been fit as well, which is the important thing. Um, I think the the end of season run. Uh, last season was 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 key to finishing in the top half, and and Urente was in there um, from from pretty much start to finish in that run um, of those eleven games. I think it was where there was just one defeat on 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 route to to finishing ninth. Uh, and this season as well, I mean, I, I know I felt a lot more secure when when he's been in in the, in the back two alongside Liam Cooper. That's not to say that you know your Robin Cox or your or your Pascal Strokes are, are are insufficient. You know they're they're obviously very talented as well, but I think. The partnership of of Urente and Cooper is very solid. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's I mean, he's a strong contender because otherwise he wouldn't be in the in the in the final four, so to speak. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I do I, I like what he brings to the table. I know he's far from a perfect player because you know he can overplay it at times, but um, 
yeah, I'm 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 impressed by him and and encouraged because obviously those first few months they were they were a bit dicey because you know didn't adapt you know had all those injuries and it's just a case of oh no we've got we've got another one here but no he's he's really turned it around and um yeah it's it, it's good to see him on the list yeah six goals when he's been involved um conceded for Leeds this season i think there's the statistics statistics sorry going around here there and everywhere that when he's within this Leeds united side we are we're way more sure um and i think obviously that that's very very similar with everybody else on this list, I guess the the only question, there might be a few questions from certain fans listening to this, but it's got to be his availability, hasn't it, JD? Which is which has naturally been the problem over the last twelve months. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, but I think that the the majority of his injury problems have, have been put behind him. He's he's obviously up to speed now, and I think if you look over the course of a twelve month period, um, you know he has been available for for you know an overwhelming majority of the time. You know, there's been the occasional knock. Like, I mean, he picked up one against West Ham, didn't he? Um, so you know, there's there's still that, but I think he's been. I don't think he's been in, injured more often than than you know anybody else. Uh, over the past 12 months or more frequently which is is an achievement in itself because you know future injury is is you know is is predicted by your your previous injury record so for him to have put that behind him um yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm happy for him i think Mm, definitely, and I think it's 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 well worth mentioning, like you have JD about those those ten games last season. I was just having a look, and it was it was an, a horrendous run for Leeds United. Some nice games in there, but yeah, Leeds Leeds conceding barely any, and uh, you know the likes of Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool, Spurs, and City being in there. It's, it's uh, yeah, unbelievable from Diego Llorente to be part of that centre back uh, pairing that, that that gets so many um, not only clean sheets but a lack of goals. Um, conceded. So the next one on the list is Elan Melier, the best five million. Um, yeah, I'd say probably the best five million signing that that's been made in the past few years. Um, yeah, uh, when when you think about and when you compare goalkeepers of his age, um, you know you, it's very easy to see that they're you know they're shakeable. You know they they don't have that that mental resolve, and I think that's the the best thing, apart from his freakishly long arms. Um, <laughs> to stop Penteke's little toe poke going in. Um, I think that is the, the the best thing about Melier is that he, you know, you can't knock him. I, I, I hark back to the Burnley game at, right at the end of 2020 um, when, you know, he, he made a mistake sort of very early on in the game, but he rallied and the, the aerial bombardment that they chucked into the box was, you know, he just swatted them away, he punched them away, he caught them, he claimed it. You know, he, he does that really well. Um, and I think that just comes from being really self-assured um from from just being you know being very good at his job you know he's he doesn't seem as though he's a goalkeeper who you know yeah you know for example like a, a Loris Carius you know where the you know he makes a, a high profile error and isn't quite the same since um he's you know he, he's far from perfect I think the the the, the Pierre-Emile Hoybier goal that that Spurs scored the other weekend I, I was going what, what's, what's Melier doing he's, he's chasing Lucas Moura out and he's leaving his goal unguarded but I think the vast majority of the time he is, you know, extremely solid. Um, and and as I say, you know, you, you look at goalkeepers of his age, he's 21 years old, you know, doesn't have the the vast experience of, of most other Premier League goalkeepers, but he's confident off the ball, you know, coming to claim things. He's confident with it in his care. You know, he, he can clip those passes into the into the wide midfielders or the fullbacks with with relative ease. He's just yeah, he's he's a he's a he's a winner. I, I'm he's very, very high up on my list. 
for for player of the year for, and player of the season this year so far as well. Yeah, I know, I know you're a big, big fan of him. I think even just recency bias, you look at Brighton, Leeds United's nil-nil draw with with Brighton, you know, that save from Trossard onto the post. And there have been so many occasions like that, JD, where some fans, and I know some fans do say this, and we have to give it a little bit of balance, obviously, and I have to play devil's advocate that that is distribution. Uh, can be uh, critiqued sometimes, but in terms of shot stopping and, and, and generally improving season on season, it's just getting better and better for this guy, isn't it? See, see the, the thing with distribution, I would suggest that his distribution is one of the best in the Premier League and by, by default, one, one some of the best in Europe because he's attempting passes which other goalkeepers don't try. So when you're looking at your Nick Popes and your your Carl Darlow's, for example, you know goalkeepers who play for teams who are down at the bottom end of the table with Leeds, they're, they're, you know, they're launching the ball upfield. They're getting it as far away from their goal as possible. But Melier consistently tries to play out, even when he makes mistakes with his distribution. And, you know, it, it, when teams are going to press you high up the pitch, the likelihood of giving the ball up high up the pitch is is, is increased if you're intent on playing out. I, I, I'd, I'd say that, you know, the, the only reason why the other goalkeepers like that don't get scrutiny for, for their distribution is because they're not attempting those balls. And I think that shows... That shows cojones, to say the least, that he constantly, constantly tries to to stick to the principle of of the way that Bielsa wants to play. And, you know, it, it's got to the point now where we don't even have to question Bielsa's faith in Melier because it's just, it's it's unequivocal. Yeah, and every single time Leeds get clean sheets, the defence get lauded, don't they? And it's the centre-back partnership. It's like what we were just doing with Diego Llorente there. You know, everybody harks back to that 10-game period and the majority of it was spent with Diego Llorente and Pascal Strauch at centre-back. And nobody really refers to Melier, do they? But he is absolutely vital in that. Well, yeah, you look at how many saves he made last season. I mean, that's indicative of a defence which allows a lot of shots. But even the same this year, you know, he's making important saves, even in games where he's not being called into action as frequently. So, you know, concentration, uh, positioning, the footwork for that, uh, the, the scramble off the line from Benteke against mm. Palace, by the way, that the, the footwork for that is just top, top class goalkeeping. Um because a lot of them would have, you know, their, their body weight would have, their momentum would would have carried them the opposite way. But no, he's able to to pivot and and turn. And for somebody who's six foot four, six foot five, to be able to do that, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's no small, it's no, no small achievement. But yeah, he's I'm 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 very very impressed with Melier, and I think you know his career just goes from strength to strength from here. Definitely. Um... Yeah. Okay. So next nomination, Calvin Phillips, the the king of this comp- competition. Obviously, it's only the second edition, but Calvin, as we said at the start, did win it last uh, last year. So England international, pretty incredible year for him. Obviously, he's featured um, within within the Euros too for England. He just seems so vitally important for his JD. Once again, the stats back it up when he's not involved in this in this Leeds United eleven. We do we do struggle a lot more, and 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 yeah, it's been another fantastic uh, year for for Calvin. Yeah, I mean, are, are we including his his England exploits in this in this competition, yeah. or is it exclusively yeah. Leeds? Oh, is is that necessarily fair? Because you know, wow. we didn't talk about Melier and his, all his clean sheets for France under twenty ones. So you know, I'd argue the first team, the England England first team, is a little bit more prestigious at the minute than France under twenty ones. But there we go. <laughs> Hey, fair enough. Depends what you like. <laughs> Depends what you like. But um, yeah, I mean, from a Leeds perspective, obviously it's clear that you know he's he's an he's an integral part of this team. That's you know, people will be getting sick of hearing that, um, because it's it's a given now. But I I just think you know 
Calvin Phillips just makes you, he's one of those players which makes you enjoy football just for what it is. It, it, you know, he's he's somebody who plays for the joy of playing the game. Um, he's somebody who is, you know, he, he's clearly a very good listener. He's taken on board everything that Bielsa's had to say. He's gone from strength to strength, as, as you've said, with England. He's now an important member, not only of Leeds, but the England national team. Now, the last time that a Leeds player was as important for, for, for you know, for the country, um, you know, you're going back many, many years and you also have to take into consideration that this is the best England team of many generations. Um, so, yeah, to be to be alongside the likes of Declan Rice, who rightly so is, is lauded uh, across Europe for his abilities, um, but to be to be doing to be doing fantastic things for, for both Leeds and England at the same time and, and also just retaining that that humility that you see, you know, just the the love for playing the game is He's he's somebody who makes you fall in love with the game all over again because he's you know he, he's just a, he's just a feel good character you know there's no there's no ego there's no airs or graces and and if you are listening to this on the second of December it is his birthday today so Connor you're gonna have to apologise for for forgetting that and also yeah, and if 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 anybody else who's listening to this after the second and had also forgotten it was his birthday the best present you can probably give him is by never believing anything of the nature of of the suggestion that there was a supposed rift or a fallout with Bielsa. We we all know the demeanour of Bielsa. We all know the demeanour of Calvin Phillips. Those two things just they they don't marry up the the, the idea of a of a rift or, or or a fallout. And I was really pleased actually to see that he he came out, uh, you know, put himself in front of the camera and said, I want to I want to set the record straight. You know, he's he's a very you know approachable, amiable guy. And, you know, I think he was as stern as he's going to be uh, on, on camera to say, like, actually, you know what? I really need to set the record straight here. And that shows and character. He did say that as well, didn't he? He said, I, I yeah. want to set the record straight. I want, I want to put it to bed. Uh, and, yeah, it, it shows good character as well. And, you know, he's, as, so long as he's in this Leeds team, he's always going to be a contender for Player of the Year simply because of how, how talented he is. Yeah, and obviously we can completely respect Liam Cooper and Liam Cooper's position in this team and, and Liam Cooper's standing as captain of Leeds United, but Calvin's got to be a future captain, hasn't he, JD? Well, yeah, I mean, he's a few years younger than Cooper, isn't he? So that yeah. that makes sense without sort of trying to, to usher Cooper out of the door um, because I think he get he's another one who gets, um, well, perhaps not the, the, rep, the, the, the plaudits that he deserves because... You know, you really, you really do see it up close with the leadership, the 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 leading by example, the again the character. I, I have to stress it. This Leeds team has has you know the characters in in this in the, the dressing room. You know, they're they're players that you really want to get behind. You want to throw your support behind. Like you, Stuart Dallas is when he spoke out earlier this year about you know his his, his trouble with COVID and, and and losing one of his best friends. It really shows character to be able to do that. Then they're, they're not hiding from 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 it. And, and Cooper's the same, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Calvin Phillips, future captain material, but it's about it's about holding on to him first and foremost, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. Okay, so the next one in the list. Just get a smile on my face every have time. Say, have we saved the name. best to last? Is that is that is that what we've well, done? Well, uh, you are, <laughs> yeah, um, you, you obviously can vote for this on our website. So make sure you do. There'll be links uh, in the description for our social media as well, which has uh, links to the competition. But Rafinha. Um, well, you know where to start. You know, uh, I've got notes for every single every single one of the others, and this this might be sounding very very biased, obviously straight away. But J- JD, what do we say? What do we say about this guy? Ooh, um, yeah, I mean, 
if we're including Calvin Phillips's England exploits, then we have to include Rafinha's Brazil ones as well. I mean, just yeah, he's never he's, thought he's, I'd he's, see. I never thought I'd see a Leeds United player um, when Argentina are facing off against Brazil in a really, really important game, and me staying up till three AM watching it because <laughs> Rafinha starts. Uh, hold on, I'm sure Rocky Junior played in a few Brazil games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, Ad- Adrian wasn't so close, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think Raf- Rafinha is definitely the pick of the bunch there from the Brazilian lot. But yeah, what to say about him? I mean, he's just he's a phenomenal player. He's a phenomenal talent. Um, you know, he'll be someone who goes to the absolute summit of the game because he just does not feel pressure. You know, just uh, always always strikes me is uh, and and I've read it multiple times in, in interviews that he's given. Um, you know, he says he doesn't feel the pressure. He enjoys. He thoroughly enjoys the the challenge. Every time he comes out onto the pitch, he's always last, which I always associate with flair players anyway. Like, look at me, I'm, I'm last in the queue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he always comes out last. He's wearing either the, the tracksuit top or or whatever. Um, and he stands at the end of the line. And while everybody else is doing sort of their high knees, their jumps, the, the clap in the crowd and that sort of thing, he just stands there, sort of spread leg and just hands on hips, and just sort of like wiggles his hips, looks at the crowd, wiggles his shoulders. And you just look at him thinking... Oh, we're in for one today you know he's he's up for it and you know it's i mean it, it, the confidence that he must have the self-confidence that he has is just is, is immense you see that in what he tries and what, what he converts i mean there was nobody else taking that penalty against palace nobody else absolutely no no chance was anybody getting a sniff of that um and and the up, you, you can't we, we can't speak about that without talking about the run-up as well <laughs> gave everyone a heart attack and and i think I've seen it. I've seen it um, drawn attention to a few times already. But you know the um, the sort of the tiny, tiny millisecond of just complete silence where mm. everything dies down just as he's about to kick it. That that's obviously because everyone's gone <gasps> as soon as they've as soon as they've realised that he's done a little hop skip in the ninety third minute of a of a game which was I can say it now was must win. Um, yeah, he's he's an incredibly talented player. Um, just just a joy to watch. And, and I said that Calvin Phillips is somebody who makes you fall in love with the game again. But, you know, Rafinha is the reason why, you know, people, you know, love spectating, you know, players of his ilk. You know, it's the reason why we're all fans of Ronaldinho, of Lionel Messi, of, of, of Ronaldo back in the day, that original R9. You know, the, 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 they're players that make it worthwhile following football because, you know, they, they have that unpredictability factor and, the fact that one of them is at Leeds and is enjoying his football at Leeds and you know just lights it up is 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 great to great to see. I think it's also his stats as well, though, isn't it, JD? Like he's a wonderful football player, but it's not only just about watching him and his dazzling skills and ability and and everybody getting off the seats. It is what he's done in a Leeds United shirt, and I, I think we should definitely discuss that. I mean, the back end of of last season, there was a stat flying round as well that his goal contributions were up there with Bruno Fernandez, and yeah. then. You've come into this season already and he's scored six goals. And I know we had a chat, didn't we, before the season starts, who's going to be the top scorer and, and top assists. Um, and I actually said Rafinha. And I can't believe I've actually, I'm actually looking to get something right for once. But yeah, it, he just, he fills you with so much joy. But it is backed up, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that um, the, the stat where he was quite similar to Bruno Fernandes, you're, you're spot on there. And I think for him, I, I really think you'd find you'd be hard pushed to find a Leeds fan or somebody who's watched the games every week who would say that, yeah, that form towards the end of last season hasn't been built on. Like it mm. has absolutely, you know, six goals already. And um, uh, th- there's a comparison in my mind 
um, of of what it's like and what it's reflective of, I think, is that um, Yuan Kabai, when he was playing for Newcastle, you know, he was he was loved by Newcastle fans. Um, had had a really really good season in 2011-12 um, uh, when Newcastle finished fifth, I think. Uh, and then in the following season, uh, he started the campaign even better than he had in the previous year. And there was all this speculation about, oh, will will Kabai leave and this, that, and the other. And ultimately, he went to PSG in January, um, and you know was kind of rubbed a few people up the wrong way. I think it's fair to say. JD, I'm not liking where you're going with this. <laughs> oh no, no, don't worry. I'm I, I'm bringing it around. Don't worry. Um, there's a difference in that situation in that Kabai was playing for a club whose board you know, saw dollar signs in their eyeballs. Whereas with Leeds, I think it's fair to say they, they understand the board understand the importance that, and, and the significance of Rafinha. So I, I doubt he's going to go to PSG in January, <laughs> put it that way. Um, he, it's just that, you know, playing for a club who were, you know, mid table, um, but really just turning it on every single week uh, consistently to the point where top Euro- European clubs are watching and they are sniffing about. Um, that, that's kind of who I'd compare it to because you don't get that very often, you know, where a where a player is playing for for a club who are not in European football but at a European standard for an extended period because teams do just come along and, and poach. But um, yeah, long may it continue. Long may it continue at Ellen Road. Definitely, and I think it's 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 key to touch on his you know his work rate, which was de- oh. which is definitely developed as well. Um, once again, we keep talking about stats, but there was there was something flying around about it, the amount of sprints he put in last year, um, and everyone was just really surprised by it. It's like you say, JD, everyone has this perception that he's this flair player who contributes to goals and assists and all this sort of stuff, which he does, but there is an underlying really, really hard worker there, isn't there? Yeah, he's a top grafter, absolutely top grafter. And and that's that's the, the baseline for what fans want to see is somebody working hard for the team. You know, that's universal across any team. Not just Leeds, not 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 you know Champions League clubs, not Yeovil Town. You know you want to see your players working hard for the shirt. You know you you you, you want players to to play for the badge in the front, so you so that you'll remember the name on the back essentially. Um, and and Rafinha does that. He has done that already. You know he'll he will he will go down as a as as a you know what, what an iconic Leeds player. Um, I think it's fair to say already because of the the timing that he's been at the club and the impact he's had in such a short period of time. Uh, and a lot of that does come from his work rate. Um, and you were talking about assists there. He hasn't got one this season, um, but not for the want to try. And I think that as soon as Patrick Bamford comes back into this team, we will see an explosion of assists from Rafinha because, um, you know, we're talking about stats, that the underlying numbers, his, his expected assists, the the quality of the chances that he's creating so far, um, suggest that he should have at least two or three by now this season, probably even more. Um, so when you've got somebody who is a dedicated sort of centre forward back in this team, um, I think I think we will see Rafinha pick up those those assists as well as the goals. So yeah, it could be in for a could be in for a bumper season if you've got him in your fantasy football team, <laughs> which should out. be everyone. <laughs> no, I took him out. Shocking. Oh, how how know, have you done took- that? I took him out. I just didn't. We just weren't scoring. So, so, so. But then he did score. What, but 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 if Leeds are going to score this season, who's he going to be? Exactly. Yeah. His, his place is absolutely sacrosanct in my team. He's shocking. You know, shocking logic. But I am top of the division, so there you go. Well, exactly. Um, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You're about six <laughs> places ahead of me, so I don't know. I'm I'm talking rubbish. <laughs> Um, but that's it, guys. Uh, we're just going to come to our sort of final verdicts of who we would pick 
know who we are going to pick, uh, me and JD. But you can see this on our website, leeds-live.co.uk, and you can vote on our website for who you think is or uh, has been Leeds United's Player of the Year. So make sure you do that. JD, finally, who are you going to pick, mate, after all this deliberation? I'd say don't, don't let us influence you because I think we've spent a disproportionate amount of time on the number four pick uh, here. But... <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it's Rafinha because uh, just of, of his impact. You know, he, there, there have been times this season in particular where if Rafinha didn't do anything, then the team would not have done anything. And that's not a that's not a slant towards the team. It's it's just more of a reflection of his 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 ability to do everything. The Norwich game, he was everywhere. Um, you know, just just like, constantly hearing about the pitch. That work rate is exceptional. Um, and he's he's everything that you want to see in a player, and and you know I think if we took his 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 numbers over the course of a twelve month period, I think would be would be very impressed. And you know he's come up with some extremely important goals this year. Um, so yeah, for me it's it's got to be Rafinha. But uh, you know you have to pay special mention to to Urente, Melier and, and Phillips as well because again, the Rafinha doesn't get the opportunities without those three. You know making it solid at the back. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's the Brazilian for me, but. Um, Good team effort. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with Rafinha as well. Um, yeah, just a quite incredible player. And I would, so far this season, I would be, I would be. I mean, if if he hadn't featured and he hadn't been doing what he'd been doing, even just even just in the, in scoring six goals, uh, you'd, you'd be looking at a, a very different situation for Leeds United. So he's been absolutely pivotal. And I, th- I think he's taken on the the mantle of being the main man without Patrick Bamford really, really well. And I think I think he enjoys the limelight. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. I will I will definitely go with Rafinha. We'll move on to Baron and Ned's conversation now. I know it's probably more proportionate uh, conversation <laughs> with regards to um, equal equal uh, sections of, uh, of of the show for for, for each um, contender. So, yeah, thank you so much for joining, guys, and we will speak to you in a bit. Cheers. Baron, thanks for joining us as we run through Leeds' nominations for the Fans Footballer of the Year for 2021. Uh, it's been a, a good year on the whole for Leeds, really. You know, obviously, um, you know, it looked well heading into 2021, looked well safe in the Premier League. And and obviously, kind of was able to maintain that a good a good finishing position last season uh, for Marcelo Bielsa's side. Yet to hit those heights of last season, this season so far. But but if you were to look back at 2021 on the whole, I'd say most Leeds fans would be pretty pleased with how it's gone. And that in part is down to some uh, impressive performances from the players. Uh, we've managed to pick four uh, from the squad to be able to put forward for this award this year. Uh, and the first player on the list is Diego Lorente. Uh, a really key part of Leeds' defence over the past 12 months or so, hasn't he, Darren? He's, he's kind of really helped lay the foundations. The way that Leeds play, they always do need that that good defensive solid base. Uh, and Diego Lorente has been a key part of that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like you say, it's been generally a pretty a pretty um, profitable 2021. I think, um, obviously, you're sort of straddling two seasons and, and last year was quite incredible, really. I think when, when you look now at, at how difficult the start of this season's been, I think getting to ninth last year is just completely remarkable. And, and Urense has been a big part of that. You know, he's, like you say, he's been that, that key defender, really. I think the availability has been the biggest problem for him. He arrived in the autumn of 2020 and didn't actually play regularly until well into 2021, so the second half of last season. And 
it's no coincidence that the Leeds' best run going into the home stretch of last year, they had one defeat in the last 11 games. I mean, they, they were playing like a top four team in, the, in those last few weeks. And it's no coincidence that Llorente was was a mainstay and at the very, very heart of that team. And in a side which had conceded a lot of goals last season, I think with the way they played, they do play with a, a high-risk, high-reward strategy, which which has made for some very entertaining games, which I know the neutrals enjoyed. And Llorente was was so important in tightening that back line up. And, and as I say, you know, he's got the confidence and the ability to both bring the ball out, to receive it under threat and in danger with the ball and to bring it out successfully. He can mix it physically with uh, with a lot of the strikers in the Premier League. Um, and as I say, he's got that technical ability to spray passes around uh, and be a threat in both boxes in the air as well. The second nomination is Ilan Melier. And I think the best thing that we can say about him, uh, Baron, is that you forget just how young he is at the time. 21-year-old goalkeeper in the Premier League. Um, but you wouldn't know it. The way that he's been playing, the performances that he's been turning in for Leeds over the past 12 months or so really does belie his young age. Yeah, it's a very, very good point, actually. And I mean, I'm one of those. Because we're on the patch with him and see him every week, we forget as well just how young he is. It's, it's absolutely remarkable how... And it's such a, in, a, in a position where age is such a big factor, you know, it's, you generally would assume that most top-level elite goalkeepers are in their early 30s at the, at the youngest. You know, we see them going on well into their mid-30s and late-30s, don't we? So for Melier to be where he is in his, in his very, very early 20s, there were very, very high hopes. I mean, to be playing regularly in the Premier League at 21, I mean, in theory, he's not supposed to peak for another 10 years, which is which is quite a frightening prospect, I think some fantastic scouting because he's not somebody that people had heard of before Leeds picked him up from Lorient in uh, France's second division. Uh, he came in, he was on the bench for, for a large period of that championship winning season. And then coming into the Premier League, he was the established number one. And he's been brilliant. As I say, Leeds are a team that do invite shots. They do give up chances with the way they play and they do require their goalkeeper to make some big saves along the way. And absolutely, he's been he's been a key part in the way they've played, and he's only getting better. And, and as you've already alluded to, Ned, I think with the way Leeds play out from the back, as we see with most teams nowadays, they do need that goalkeeper who has the confidence and the ability to actually play with his feet and, and distribute the ball effectively. Uh, so he's only going to get better. And like you say, it's, it's quite remarkable he is where he is at, at 21. The third nominee is Calvin Phillips, and I suppose we can't really not talk about the fact that I know this is the Leeds Club Award as well, but for, for him, what a 2020, 2021, it's been at club and country level as well, obviously helping England to get to the final of Euro 2020 in the summer and picking up uh, their Fans Player of the Year Award as well. Uh, and the performances that he's turned in for Leeds, it, it looks like there's a strong chance he might be able to make it a fans double as well. <laughs> There's a very, very good chance, given his popularity among the fan base. Um, I think I mentioned this in my in my shortlisting, that I think he's the name that every neutral expected to see. Anybody that doesn't really follow Leeds particularly closely would have, would have thought that Phillips, as the England man, would make a, a shortlist of four. And he, he almost is a victim of his own success in that he's, he plays at such a high level now that we take it for granted. And if he's ever off it, he sort of gets picked up on and, and people will sort of mark him down in their player ratings. But... Yeah, I mean, I think I'm probably in repeating what people already know. He's he's absolutely critical to the way the team plays. And I think before our fourth nominee came into the side, Phillips was was very much absolutely integral and the most important player in the team. And I think even now, I would still say that into Bielsa's fourth year, nobody can replace Phillips. You know, if you take anybody out of the team, the system sort of fall, falls apart when Phillips isn't there to play. You know, he, he does that role so well as the defensive midfielder that he just makes the entire system tick. You know, he's got 
the tackling, the passing, um, the physical ability to get up and down the pitch. He reads the game well. His positioning is, is immaculate. He takes the ball off the defenders, as we've said, with building out from the back. And I think England fans have only seen a shred of what he's capable of. Um, a remarkable year. And again, at 25, he's only going to get better for the next five or six years. Last, but by no means least on the list, is Rafinha. Um, and just reading through your written explanations there, right at the top of it, it says about the fact that he's become one of Europe's most sought-after wingers. And you look at the list of clubs that he has, and this is you know, not being disparaging to Leeds at all, but when you look at the list of clubs that he is being linked with, you know, they are among the current elite in Europe. And I suppose that when you are being linked with those clubs, because of your performances uh, over the past 12 months or so, you really do have to be included yeah. for, for an award like this. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, it's been absolutely remarkable, Ned, the way he's exploded. Um, I think w- when he made his debut for Brazil a few a couple of months ago, um, we were almost laughing, really, because we kind of expected it. He goes in there on his debut, and I think, you know, he makes assists, he scores goals in his first three games for Brazil, and we're talking about one of the most storied nations on the planet. And it, it's just remarkable the way these challenges come, come to him, and he just he rises to them every single week, you know. As we've said, it's been an underwhelming start to the season for Leeds generally, but he has just been remarkable. Even with a team around him that is underperforming, it's become almost a one-man attack at Ellen Road. And yeah, absolutely sensational. Just every time he gets on the ball, you can feel people sitting up in their seats at Ellen Road. It's like everybody knows from the teams they follow that there's that one or, or two players that get you excited, don't they? You expect something to happen every time he's on the ball. And as I say, I think up until this season, Calvin has sort of been the, the number one pick. But I think Rafinha has got to be the first name on the team sheet now. And yeah, I, I think realistically, Leeds fans will know that unless Leeds can can match his long-term European ambitions, at some point it's going to be a big money offer. And, and undoubtedly, there will be a lot of interest in him next summer and the summer after that. Baron, thanks for joining us to run through Leeds' nominees for the Fans Footballer of the Year for 2021. Some worthy nominees there for sure. And of course, you can find out all the information about how to vote on the Leeds Live website.